1: I just see so many people try and be this unattainable expert. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like you're not anybody like you are. Everybody's magnificent. But connect with your audience. You're just human. Like chat to people. The amount of people who when I respond to their messages, they're like, oh, my God, thank you so much for replying. I'm like, what do you mean? like I'm a human I'm not just gonna leave you on red I'm not some like (laughs) massive high-level celebrity and I'm like I'm too busy for you like connect with people we are in a people business yeah and especially with what everything that you we do as coaches as mentors as course creators it's about changing behavior
0: You are listening to The Chillpreneur Podcast, the place that we have vibey conversations with some of the most inspiring and mission-driven entrepreneurs, building digital businesses and creating history-making brands. Being a chillpreneur means rebelling against hustle culture and proving that you don't need to sacrifice living a fun-filled, adventurous life to build a business that changes the world. Get ready to be inspired, have a laugh, and of course, meet some extraordinary people along the way. Welcome to the Chillpreneur Podcast. Hello, my friend, and welcome back to another episode of the Chillpreneur Podcast. I am obviously, as always, excited for today's episode, but also a little sad. I'm a little sad because this is the final episode in our first podcast tour series. Now, Don't worry, that means absolutely nothing to you because we have a lots more exciting episodes coming up. But I don't know if you know, we are actually also putting these episodes on YouTube. And honestly, the video versions are such a freaking vibe. If you want to feel like you're just in the middle, sitting down, having a conversation with powerful women, then you definitely need to go and check out the video versions over on YouTube. I will leave the link below in the description, but we did a little podcast tour. We went to Queensland. So all of the different episodes that you've been listening to lately, this was actually our Queensland podcast tour. And today's episode with Callie the Skin Queen is the final episode in this little series. But it's a really exciting episode because out of that little series that we did, this is the first one with a guest who we are actually welcoming back to the podcast. I sat down with Callie, I think it was a year or maybe even two years ago, I don't know, but a little while ago, after she completed Simply Business, the Simply Business Academy. I spoke to her about her experience in Simply Business and some of the incredible six-figure results that she was able to achieve in such a short period of time. And we really dove deep into why she believed that happened, and she gave Honestly, just such a raw, real answer. And that was that the most important thing that she really focuses on is her audience, is her community. What do they want? What do they need? And we talked really in depth in that episode to really give you an idea about what you should truly be focusing on if you do want to achieve, you know, six figures in your first year or your second year of business. Now, Kelly has gone on to do in incredible things, like incredible things. She has not only expanded her business, she really is an industry leader in the beauty space, in the, you know, cohabitation of the business and beauty space. I just think she is truly, truly leading. And now she is opening her first physical in-person business. It is called The Facial Bar. It is a boutique skin facial clinic. It is going to be an incredible experience and I'm so, so, so excited for her. But in this episode, we talked about her growth, her journey, and what I actually love about this episode is she still maintains so many of the same values and perspectives as she did A few years ago when we spoke when she was just getting into her journey however now she is just doing that on a grander scale and so you really do between these two episodes get to see the journey of someone who has built success quite quickly as well um but just maintaining the focus and the importance on community first focusing on really understanding your audience what they want what they need But we also go into some other really exciting topics such as manifesting money and stepping into the next level version of yourself. I just absolutely love the way that Kelly teaches. Honestly, she has a way of both inspiring and motivating you while also keeping it simple. You know, not making the information so obscure that it then ends up overwhelming you. She has just such a direct, beautiful, real, raw and honest way of communicating the truths of what it means to build an online business. So without further ado, I will not keep you too long. Let's jump into this episode. But I do just want to mention before we jump into this episode, if you have yet to jump into our Simple AF free masterclass, simple AF, six-figure free masterclass, then honestly, this is your sign to do so. Talking about keeping things simple in business and not overwhelming the process of what you need to do in order to reach your first six figures in business, this masterclass takes you through those exact steps to build your own personalized blueprint. You know, there's so many people online And I see so many people online teaching business. And what I feel is actually lacking in this space is a lot of people are teaching very advanced concepts to people who are in the first or second year of their business. And what they're trying to do is just really just build the foundations and achieve their first six figures. My Simply Business Academy is the program that has taught people exactly what you need to focus on, those foundational needle-moving activities so that you can keep things simple and just take massive action. And this free masterclass is really an adaptation of that. You get to learn exactly what needs to go into building a six-figure business, the simple steps to building a six-figure business. If you are someone who is just getting started or you've been in it a little while, but you still feel like you haven't quite cracked the code on what it takes to actually build a successful business, then this free masterclass is for you. All right, my love, let's jump in to this incredible episode with Kelly, the Skin Queen. Kelly.
1: Hello. Welcome back yes! to the children Air podcast. <laughs> I know, this is the second time. Had any of your other guests been on twice?
0: No, and I've been really excited to say welcome back this whole entire week <laughs> that we've been filming. I was like, Kelly, get here quickly. <laughs> welcome back. Honestly, our last episode together is one of my most like highly conversated episodes. I get so much feedback on that episode because you just dropped bombs, like such valuable bombs about business and your journey. And I wanted to continue that conversation because – you have changed a lot
1: oh, in a positive I way, <laughs> honestly,
0: like, cause we went for dinner the other night. So mm. just a little subtitle went, last time we spoke, we obviously went through your kind of first year in business and talked about all the incredible success that you'd had. And I haven't seen you since then. Mm. And that was
1: maybe a year ago. A year now. ago. Yeah.
0: And when we went for dinner the other night, I had a little, hosted a little podcast to a dinner. I was just blown away. Like really <laughs> I was, I was like your energy, your confidence, like you've always been a very confident person person, but there's been a big shift, a big shift, so I'm excited to tuck Uh in, but... What's been happening? What's been happening in the business? Where are you at right now?
1: So much. Oh, my gosh. And that means so much to me. And I was saying to my fiancé when I got home, like, loved the dinner. He was like, how was it? Tell me all the details. Tell me the (laughs) goss. And I think we did have, like, a catch-up maybe a year ago. We went out for breakfast and we did the podcast. But I think it might have even been a year before that was when I went to the dinner with you and Ruby. I remember you did the day webinar. Before you joined. But I was still in my job. SBA. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so expansive. This yeah. is what I want to do. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. And a couple of months later, I quit my job and obviously did SBA and then have built this like incredible business. An empire, an
0: actual within empire. Within the skit industry, yeah. yeah. And
1: then on dinner on Friday night – and I went home and I said to Kim, it felt like these are my friends. This is where I'm at now. And, you know, the conversations I was having with you, with Ruby, yeah. with Rachel, it just flowed so naturally. Yeah. So I'm glad that came across because I felt very comfortable being in this room. Whereas once upon a time, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the be all and end all. This is like the expanse of this is the goal now. It was a complete different switch to be like, "This is where I belong, bitches. I love <laughs> it. I love it. And I can't believe, yeah, it probably was around this time that mm-hmm. we like had that y-
0: that dinner. Two years ago, insane, insane. And you have just achieved so much incredible stuff since then. Can we first maybe revisit that? One of the things that we spoke about on that first conversation was you had mentioned one of the big things that you feel like contributed to your success was how well you knew your customers and getting in the minds of your (laughs) customers. I think that might be a really good place to start because one thing I've noticed is your content is just so freaking on point. Mm. like. Talk about maybe some of the things that you do to get in the mind of your customers. Like how, how, like, I know that's a big part of why you perceive your success to be, you know, so incredible. But what advice can you give to people from that?
1: Honestly, it's the best thing. And I was even speaking about it in a mastermind that I'm in this morning. They were like, how do I create a lead magnet? What does it need to be about? And I was like, you need to know who your audience is through and through. For me, this has been like a two-prong approach one, I just love connecting with my community. Yeah. And I have a Facebook group where I have nearly 4,000 people in there within the beauty industry. And the conversations that I generate in there every single day, like I'll do little posts, but they generate conversations so then I know exactly what my target audience are thinking, what they're desiring, what their pain points are, what they're struggling with. Right. That is so important because when you're creating content, if people are like, that's me, or if they can relate to you, then you're going to help build that know, like, and trust a lot quicker. Yeah. And so many people over the years have said to me, it feels like I wrote that myself or it feels like you're in my head. And I'm like, "Ah." (laughs) Like, that was obviously on purpose. Yeah. But also too, when you're having social media, I think for so long and probably not as much anymore, but correct me, what are your thoughts on this? I just see so many people try and be this unattainable expert. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like you're not anybody like you are, everybody's magnificent, but connect with your audience. You're just human, like chat to people, the amount of people who, when I respond to their messages, they're like, oh my God, thank you so much for replying. I'm like, what do you mean? Like I'm a human. I'm not just going to leave you on red. I'm not some like (laughs) massive high-level celebrity and I'm like, I'm too busy for you. Like connect with people. We are in a people business yeah. and especially with what everything that we do as coaches, as mentors, as course creators, it's about changing behavior. yeah. And you can only do that if you can really deeply connect with your audience and inspire them, but also show them I've been where you've been before, but now look at where I am now. I yeah. think that's a huge part of creating content.
0: Well, it's a big thing that I talk about a lot. Like I'm sure you've heard me talk about with the whole relatability and aspiration and the balance between that. And I just think you do it so well because there is such an essence. I really love that you said like you don't have to put yourself on a pedestal and just no. be this like, you know, leader, guru, expert. I mean, we do, we do see that a lot in the industry where people yeah. have put themselves in like the, these are my boundaries, my bubble. Yeah. And... It works for a certain degree. I don't know how long it will work mm. for because it does seem like a trendy marketing strategy. However, I just think that like for a long-term sustainability, it's like the Taylor Swift effect. I don't yes. know. I'm not, I love, are you and Taylor Swift? Are you a, no, a Swifty? I'm not
1: a Swifty. I know Ruby Lee is a Swifty. No hate to her. Look, I'm a Lana Del Rey fan. Their collab was great, but that's as far as I take it. The snow on the beach one. <laughs> I just heard that song yeah, the other day. Too. Honestly, I
0: have only just recently got into Lana Del Rey. She's very like, <laughs> In my new like rich old lady moody vibes, (laughs) but I think that accessibility, like that Mm. feeling as though your community is a part of the journey, it's like they're like a silent investor. That's one thing I see with your community as well. Like, it seems that you really involve them in the journey. They've got a big part of like your success and it feels like there's just something there and I love that you gave that really tangible piece of advice of like putting everyone into a group and having conversations does that ever get overwhelming like how do you manage that with so many people or
1: I love community and I think at the end of the day what you just said it's about involving them in the whole process from start to finish and like i've done with you for years yeah. you know i've always led into your dms yeah. and like chatted to you and i even said to you at one point i want to be the erin may henry of the skin world yeah. but i have people doing that to me now yeah and that is so awesome that they feel so connected to me yeah to the point with with even with my facial bar that's opening yeah people are driving past and pulling up and taking photos being like we're stalking your space i got the keys a week ago and i'm like oh my gosh They're like we're so excited for you we just want to check out where yeah. it is like it's a really engaged community and when people say to me I'm struggling with engagement I look at their content and they're talking at their clients not with their community. And there's a huge like disparity there. Don't talk at your clients, talk with your community.
0: Can you give an example of that because that's freaking powerful, mm. like freaking powerful. I want you to say that again like don't talk at- and Even now more than ever, the just purely value-based content, it's not working. Because anyone can give four top tips on how to do XYZ. Chat GPT. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How, like what would it look like talking at your community versus talking with your community?
1: I mean, this is coming from the beauty industry, which is what I know very well. But people will say, microdermabrasion special. Yeah. XYZ. Book in, get a head massage, a steam, facial massage, $89. Click the link in the bio to book. What does that mean? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've had one and you're probably like, cool. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if you uh, I don't th- even
0: think my brain would see that content, to be honest. That's
1: right. And that's because it's talking at somebody, yeah. not talking with somebody. Whereas if you're talking to somebody's pain and pleasure points to say, you know, this is how we took this client from dry, flaky, textured skin to glowing, healthy, hydrated skin and showed the treatment... Um, comment below what questions you have it's more involving the community and more talking with your community yeah and that's pseudo selling at the end of the day too yeah that's I've, important
0: i love that and honestly i just think it's it's so good for long term brand development because from again like my branding eye what you just said about how people are already driving past your new business taking photos like Mm. that is the parasocial relationship that is even though you can't be connected individually to each person who is following you they feel that connection with you which then can be translated into different businesses because what unfortunately happens for a lot of people that are just very niche based it's like you talk at your community as you said and you only talk about one thing when you try to pivot into something else Nobody cares.
1: That's right. Nobody cares. But why should anybody care about anything you've got to say? Yeah. It comes back to them seeing you or seeing them, sorry, in you and then taking them on the journey to show them what's possible. And that's with anything. I mean, that's what I've had with you. That's what I've had with Ruby Lee. That's what I've had with other people that I've looked up to on the internet. It's been like, my gosh. They lived in a tiny hut in Hawaii and were a minimalist. Like yeah. I tried the whole minimalist thing for yeah. a little bit, but now look at me showing yeah. up in my Louis Vuitton sunny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's taking people on the journey to yeah. be like, this is what's possible.
0: So it's all about the storytelling then, would you say as well?
1: Definitely. I think, well, it comes down at the end of the day, relatability.
0: Yeah. How do you bring more like storytelling of that, like transformational journey into your content?
1: Yes. So I have really been playing with this recently and, you know, with me with Money Mindset And I know for you, you're a big believer in the less you work and the more you play, the more money you generate in Mm. your business. Mm -hmm. That's never really rung true for me. Mm -hmm. And I think when people say that, I'm like, I just don't relate. Like, it's just not for me. And it's because deep down, I just don't believe that. But I know, and this is like same, same, but different. When I show up as my highest self Mm. and I'm posting that sort of content, I get more inquiries. I get more one-on-ones. I get more purchases. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I've really had to sit with what does my higher self look like? Mm. And really show up as that. And we're about to go through that again with the new pivot in the business and be like, okay, well, in six months from now, what do I actually want to be doing with my time every day? What does my day-to-day life look like and I think that's really important and then we're actually going to be intentional with creating content around that yeah because yes Instagram is still a highlight reel (laughs) but being able to show that then people will be like that's what I want and that's the transformation that I'm wanting to achieve but I think with this like you said it's storytelling and it's a transformation there has to be a really nice blend between I'm just doing it for content or I'm actually living it yeah because I think so many people think, okay, once I start hitting the $20,000 months or the $30,000 months or the six-figure months, all of a sudden my life's going to look differently. Yeah, And they, it's not. You have to intentionally take that action and create that space and make that your life. And there's a lot of things that I do that are my higher self, but yeah. I still don't show on social media. Yeah. I think that's why I need to go and intentionally show the transformation because For sure. it's when you don't show up as your higher self, why would anybody want to buy the transformation from you?
0: 100%. <laughs> and I think honestly, like, I know everyone's got their different, like mine is more like the more fun I'm having. Mm. Yours is like when I'm showing up as my higher self and everyone's going to have these like different little iterations. I really love that you were like honest in saying that it didn't resonate with you because that just shows that, the goal at the end of the day is to be magnetic and however that translates for you when people get that like attraction like it really is an attraction we're attracted to to luxury we're attracted to fun and adventure we're all attracted to different things and so what we're trying to do is bring out our most attractive self really and that will look different maybe yours is in that next level self mine is when I'm having fun yeah but I have a question on that then, because I love the whole concept of like stepping into your next level self and acting as if, but one objection that I hear a lot of people talking about is how do you do that and then not feel like a phony?
1: Yeah, but this is it. This is, it's not coming down to just doing it for social media. Yeah. When I worked with my last mentor, she was like, what does your most successful self look like? Okay. You're six months down the track after we've, after we've worked together what does your life look like and I was like okay I have a cleaner I live in a better place I dress nicer and she really challenged me to be like what's stopping you from doing that now Mm. I was like oh what do you mean like I don't think I can do that now she's like so what all of a sudden you're going to earn this money and you're going to be like here's the permission slip for me to start doing that I was like oh my fucking god can I swear on this yeah (laughs) have you met me (laughs) I'm incapable of not swearing Bleep that one out for socials Um, But my mind was blown And I was like Oh my gosh This is pretty much the epitome Of what a quantum leap is Not that I'm full into quantum leap But I was like This makes sense So Yes, you can show up as your higher self, but it's living it authentically. Like yeah. tomorrow afternoon, Kim and I are going to the spa for the afternoon and going and getting massages. Probably won't document that, but that is what my higher self wants to do right. and that's what I'm actually going to do. Yeah,
0: And I really like that you said the permission slip piece because that's it. Like I feel like so many, piece, so many people are – a lot of their dream life is actually more accessible than they realise. Oh, Maybe not the business class flights at this yeah. stage. Maybe not the like, you know – Luxury spa experience in the Maldives, but (laughs) dressing differently or living in a different environment or having more up-leveled conversations or just taking action
1: on your dreams. Going and working at a cafe on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, whenever it is. It's just actually being clear on what it is and taking that aligned action. And you're right. Like, for me to decide, okay, I'm actually going to dress nicer and show up in my brand, that wasn't like, okay, once I hit 20 grand months, then I'm going to go and buy a new wardrobe and I'm going to start showing up a certain way. It was like, hold on, why am I not putting more effort into my appearance?
0: Yeah. And I think that, like, when I mentioned before that you are, like, radiating a new sense of energy and confidence, like – that just shows that it, it is, it's probably not even about the spa or, like, these different things that you're doing, but, like, the little things, like, the dressing differently. Because even as you walked in, I was like, you look taller. You look like you're taking oh. up more space. I know you had, <laughs> really nice, you had some nice <laughs> shoes on, but do you know what I mean? Like, you just – there was, like, an auric field around you. I'm not super spiritual in that way. I couldn't see. I wasn't like, ooh, oh. she's got purple around her, but uh, pink. Um, yes. <laughs> but. No, you really did. It seemed like you were like taking up more space energetically. And so it just shows that like there's been a shift in your self-perception. There's been a Mm. shift in the way that you feel about yourself, which is obviously then showing, like showing up in the way that you're carrying yourself, Mm. then showing up in the results that you get.
1: Well, I think too, now that I've been in business for, it'll be two years this July. I know that I can generate money. Yeah. <laughs> and I've really come to peace with myself that when I do shop as my higher self, I do generate money. Yeah. And for a long time, and I know you wanted to touch on this, but money mindset has been a huge journey for me this whole time of being an entrepreneur. And I heard something the other day and I was like, this is it. For a long time, I really had this limiting belief. And I think it was brought on by one of the episodes that you were talking about. And I was like, wait, do I have a limiting belief? That I had to work hard to make money. Mm. And I think because a lot of my target audience, they're in the beauty industry, they're still working, they're still servicing clients. And I felt really guilty for having an online business and making money so easily. Nobody sees what goes on behind the scenes, you know, creating landing pages and email sequences and testing funnels, even creating content. It's all a full-time job. Like we don't stop as much as we are like, okay, we do get to chill more and create more of a freedom-based lifestyle and take control of our own diaries. Yeah. But at the same time, there is a lot of work that goes in behind it and I heard something that then completely changed my mindset and it's that when women are compensated financially, no matter how much money they want, whether 10 grand a month or whatever it is, they're able to fill up their cup and when Mm. you're able to do that, you know, you can get the blow dries, you can get your nails done, you can get your lashes done, you can dress the way that you want, you can look after yourself first so that you have overflow to give to others. Yeah. And I was like, why am I feeling guilty? <laughs> so is guilt to give back to my audience and my community by being well compensated.
0: Yeah. Do you think guilt was something that you were experiencing a lot? Cuz I know that's something that I have for sure struggled with guilt around being rich, like mm. not even having it's weird cuz mine is less about having a lot of money mm. and more about being rich, and I know they seem like the same thing, yeah. but it's like interacting in like social circles and like being a wealthy woman, and yep. that's so systemic, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, women should be small, and quiet, yes. and dainty, and polite, and helpful. We should all
1: struggle, yes, yeah, you know,
0: the martyr. Um, <laughs> but like, was guilt something that you experienced a lot on this journey, and how'd you overcome it?
1: Massively, still to this point, and. It's because a lot of women in the beauty industry are like, I'm going through like the recessions really doing my business tough, But, you know, since hearing this advice, like when women are well compensated, we're able to help others. Yeah. I'm great at digital marketing. I've got an email list of 12,000. I've got a Facebook community of 4,000. I've got a good Instagram following. I've got a good community around me that I've really learned how to build up myself. And not only are they an engaged community, but they like to purchase from me because I help them. Yeah. And I don't think many women have that mindset. And I'm like, well, I can help you with marketing. And I say it in, openly in these forums, well, what are you doing to market yourself? And they're like, oh, nothing really I'm like well it's not the recession it's your marketing Yeah. yeah and I think through these interactions not only have I been such a disruptor and got kicked out from a few groups whatever it is what it is but I've also realized that whatever you're saying is becoming true yeah If people do want to play the martyr, like you just said, and be like, oh, it's just a quiet time. Oh, it's a recession. Oh, it's going to become true. Yeah. So I was like, do you know what? Like I started from the bottom. I started as a skin therapist, earning $25 an hour. I would work Monday to Friday. On the weekends, when I didn't work, I'd be watching you on YouTube (laughs) being like, how do I achieve this life? And look at what I've created. Yeah.
0: So everybody has
1: the power. We've got so many resources now. I'm like, no, nah, I deserve to be well compensated for everything that I've learned and all the experience that I've gained to be able to help somebody else. So now it's less about feeling guilty and now reminding myself that, I do good things with money. And when I'm well compensated and I've got overflow, I'll help my family, friends, and people around me. That's been a huge thing for me to come back to time and time again, especially now I'm in the middle of a launch and I'm like, oh, but I'm like, no, because I do good things with money. You know
0: what, my friend? I think it's about damn time that you took your business and the impact that you desire to have to the next level. You know, I can see inside your soul and I know that you came to do big things. Don't you think? Well, if so, then you need to check out our free Visible Masterclass. This class is all about learning how to create scroll-stopping content that gets noticed and how to build massive engagement and trust with your community. Trust is such a big one. Because let's face it, you know, being visible isn't just about being popular. That just doesn't cut it anymore. It's about serving and growing and building a community of true fans that not only engage with you and want to buy from you, but also want to spread the word they want to be a part of the mission that you are here to share with the world so if you're ready to become the person that your audience is obsessed obsessed with searching for so that you can start not only living out your purpose but building that freedom lifestyle that you're dreaming of then you need to sign up for the visible masterclass today Trust us, trust us, you will not regret this one. It is freaking epic. I mean, listen to this testimonial that one of our students shared with us. They said, thank you so much for this masterclass. Wow, it has so much value. And honestly, I've been in a lot of coaching programs and paid over $15,000 for strategies That simply don't work. And your masterclass by itself blew my mind. You are incredible and I cannot wait to be permanently in this community. If you want to sign up for the free Visible Masterclass, then use the link in the show notes. Like I said, it is absolutely free and you will not regret it. All right, let's get back to today's episode. I think that's such a powerful, powerful reminder as well. I mean, there's two reminders in what you said here, me to just nerdiness into it as for a second mm-hmm. as I always do first of all is the economic productivity it is just the way that the world works the greater the unit of the outcome of our output so when we put out into the world the greater impact that it has the more financially we are compensated this is fortunately unfortunately why actors are paid a lot more than school teachers you know what yeah. I mean the greater the unit of the impact and that is unit in terms of measure or you know how highly someone is impacted by it but then also the value of how you see yourself, like the value of how the value that you put on the work that you're doing, the impact that you're having, the reach that you have, like all of these things, like why the fuck
1: not? That's exactly right. That's what I've come down to. I'm like, why not? Like I, it's changed my life. I know it can change somebody else's life. Yeah. Spend the three grand. It's a small investment. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a book. Um, I don't know if you read it or not. It's a, We Should All Be Millionaires. Ooh. It's a really good book. It goes through – It'll make you angry and then it'll make you fucking motivated. Oh. But it's very in line with this whole conversation about women should be rich. Like the shit that we have to put up with basically living on this planet, like if anything. The mental anything, load from our partners. <laughs> 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 we both look at <laughs> The responsibility. Yes. Um, no, but there's some really, really interesting statistics in there about like how sort of still, you know, not uh equal it is in oh, many 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 100%. cases just even like the emotional load of being in a relationship is quite often put on a woman even if she's the primary breadwinner all of this kind of stuff but I think that's one big thing is women seeing their value more how like on the conversation of money mindset because I know this is something that you're really like pivoting into as well congratulations <laughs> bringing that in expanding out your content um which I'd love to talk about the pivot as well but like yeah. what do you think are the biggest like that being one of them are there any other big kind of shifts that you've made because you've had incredible financial success like incredible incredible financial success but you've taken a shit ton of action and done some incredible things as well yeah but like knowing that action's important, knowing that mindset's important, what are some of the bigger money mindset things that have helped you take more action?
1: Yes. Oh gosh. This could open like Pandora's box here because I've done abundance hypnotherapy and I'm actually about to start a whole nother round this Wednesday, which I'm like... Learning how
0: to do it yourself no, or it done No, actually experiencing you. Yeah, it, right. which I'm
1: low-key sick in the stomach about because really. it's so traumatic to... F- like uncover these limiting beliefs, but also where it stems from. Yeah. You've got to be so honest. And when I went through this process myself, I realized it was coming more from mum slide. I don't think mum listens to the podcast so I can be open here. Yeah. Um, And it's just crazy how somebody's money story from your grandma or your mum or your dad can really impact you. Mm -hmm. Even to the point where recently I had my mum and my sister over for dinner. We had a couple of wines and things turned a little bit not nice between my mum and I. And I've spoken about this on my podcast. And she said, you're all about money, aren't you? I thought, okay, well, it was fine when I paid for your facial the other day. It was fine. When I paid for dinner the other day, it's fine for me now. And that's really hard when you're an entrepreneur because you're like, well, is that what I'm projecting out to the universe? That I'm just all about money. And it's not about being superficial, as we just said, it's about being well compensated so Mm -hmm. you can do amazing things in your life. But I think a big chunk of the work that I've done has been to really, really set down my boundaries with my family and energetically as a business owner you need to be aware of that. And that comes with the conversations that you're having with friends. I know we touched on that beforehand. It's really all affects you. And yeah. you've really got to be hyper aware of, you know, what you're actually opting into, whether it is from family, friends, your other business owners that you're associating with, even clients when they're projecting their own insecurities and limiting beliefs on you. It's fucking tough, man. Yeah. <laughs> and being aware of that, and being like, hold on, that's not what I believe. That's not my stuff. I'm just going to cut that off there and just switch off. And I was upset initially with mum. And then I was like, it's just her projecting on me. Yeah. I'm okay to be the person who leads generational wealth into the family and be like, I was the first millionaire. I love it. <laughs> but okay,
0: this is really interesting because I think there's so much rhetoric out, out there that's like our mind is basically shaped from the ages of zero to seven. Mm. And we know that is, but you're, you're saying here that like even the conversations that we're having today with our peers, with our friends, with our partners, with our family can actually be impacting on the beliefs that we have around money. Definitely. And so you're kind of like, I'm <laughs> thinking of like Fort Knox around yeah. your own energetic kind of experience when it comes to money like how do you set those boundaries
1: I think it's taken a lot of work through abundance hypnotherapy journaling and also just being aware and then I'm like I really just say I disconnect this is not mine I cut back, I call back my energy. These yep. are like the practical tools that I actually do. And it's so funny because two weeks ago, I went to a self love lounge circle and it was the ah. most cleansing thing ever. I didn't really know what I was going into. That sounds for. so cool. Oh, next level. I was just supporting a client that I had on a podcast and she was like, You should come. I was like, Yeah, sounds good. It was a cosmic channeling. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Oh, So next level. I'll let you to Google that. Cosmic Uh, channeling. Cosmic channeling. (laughs) Write that down. (laughs) Somebody calls in their spirit team through them and they speak through them. It was, I was like, oh, "Oh, like Abraham. A little bit. It was a bit like um, a seance though. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> I was like, am I in the right place? I'm like, isn't it full moon? Like, should we be doing this? Okay. <laughs> <Is it safe>? <laughs> <laughs> and then we did a here, and then we also did a card pool and um, did a meditation and a journal. And we shared it with the circle. But what came out in my card pool was that I need to still, I got the spider. And I don't know if you've ever got that in a card pool. Basically, it means protect your boundaries, or it was like protect yourself or keep your guard up I was like what do you mean I thought I'm here to be open and expand but it was protect your energy and I was like yeah okay that makes sense and then the next one was call back your energy at the end of every day so now that's actually something that I do because you know, if if you're, you're like me, we talk to a lot of people. We love being involved with our community. We deal with a lot of people's energies, even if we don't realize it, like driving on the road. Yeah. I, I get very sensitive if somebody's flipping me the bird. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Yeah. <laughs> and being able to call back your energy at the end of the day, because I know that if I – am not in the right energy and we all experience this as as women. We've got periods, we've got cycles, we've got emotions. Some days are better than worse, but it is going to limit creativity and whatever we put out to the world, that's basically what we're selling. So I guess one of the practical bits of advice is call back your energy. Actually physically say, I'm calling back my energy. That's been a huge thing.
0: So bringing it back into yourself so you've got that sense of self, you've got that inner connection at the end of every single day and then you're almost starting the next day with like a fresh again inner connection rather than it yep. being dispersed out into the world
1: and also little things that I do every single day to fill my cup like I have my iced coffee at home I take the dogs for my hot girl walk I dance I skateboard I do all these things that I'm probably not showing on social media as much but it's all to cool back my energy and fill up my cup because I can't pour from an empty cup I can't yeah. deal with a huge community if I've got an empty cup It just doesn't make sense
0: This seems like a random question, but I don't know. I'm just like downloading it to to come up right now. But how do you come up with like content ideas? I don't Mm. know. It seems linked in that conversation because again, like I think it's so easy to look for content outside of ourselves, you know, whether that be content that we are going to create on our platforms or within our programs or the way that we sell. Like I'd like to know because it sounds really like you have this incredible connection to yourself and it seems like where a lot of your magic is coming from. So I'd like to know if like that's a big contributor to the way that you're then ideating.
1: Oh, totally. I think when I'm creating higher self content, I love to sit down and brain dump. Okay. Three months from now or five months from now, what do I want my life to look like? That's as simple as the process. I literally go to the post office and I buy $2 children's scrapbook. It's got like, I wondered if I had it in my bag, but I don't. (laughs) It's got octopus on the front (laughs) and I brain dump. What does my higher self look like? Because I know that my audience are quite similar to me yeah so that helps me with that but i'm such a generator and yeah. i think we're having this conversation about human design on friday night when it comes to like any carousels or any um twitter i love to call them this is what i get from conversations with people and yeah. i'm such a responder i get so many ideas even in the mastermind i was in this morning she's like i don't understand the point of a lead magnet i was like content ideas yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so you're just creating through like those sparks and inspiration. Yeah, Yeah,
1: being open to it though too. And I think this is what I said before, so many people just think social media needs to be one side. That's who you're trying to connect with, talk to them.
0: (laughs) It sounds really full circle to where we started in that conversation because then it's like, you're actively putting yourself in situations, whether it be with your community, your peers, Mentors, because I know that you've had like a lot of mentorship experiences, and putting yourself in these situations are where a lot of that ideation is coming from. Having the conversation, like just being involved,
1: yeah, the creativity and what all comes down to filling your cup. In saying that, though, I also am aware that I'm not going to gain value from every like situation. I was going to go to an event on Sunday, and I was like. I don't know, this is just going to drain me too much and I chose to stay home all day yesterday and what did I do instead? I think I just like watched TikTok for half the day, <laughs> filled up my
0: cup. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love that. So you're going into a bit of a pivot, as I mentioned <gasps> before, this is really exciting and scary. I mean, we both are pivoting so at the moment. So talk a little bit about that. So, I mean, maybe even just give some context. So for the last few years, you have really been like one of the primary mentors in the skin industry, helping. Yeah beauty therapists and those with skin businesses I can't yeah. say that word so that's why I had to say it like that
1: I'm glad you said
0: Aestheti- estheticians
1: yeah and that's
0: helping them with their businesses yeah. and then you've had profound experiences with the money mindset side of things and wanting to bring that in a little bit yes. more so talk about that transition and what that's oh, going to look like I mean
1: it's like such a sore point still because a lot of people in the industry it's weird. They didn't really understand money mindset. And I was like, what do you mean? And I had people saying like, stick to your own lane. Like a lot of people in my community actually being quite unkind. Say a lot. We had to remove 14 people from the group who were like, I liked you better when you were skin queen. And I liked you better when you spoke more about skin. And I thought, are you just trying to keep me small? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know where that was coming from, but a lot of women in the business, in the beauty industry were still sliding into my DMs and saying, I just don't know how to um, manage my money in my business. I don't know how to pay my taxes. I haven't paid myself in the eight years I've worked for my business. Yeah, and I'm like, what? They're like, where do I even start with this? So lots of people were sliding into my DMs. But I think because over the past two years, people have seen me grow this online business. They're like, how did you do it? And mm. yes, there's money mindset involved, but there's also digital marketing involved and there's also how to actually build an online course yeah Uh, that's because skin queen society my main online course i've generated over four hundred thousand dollars just with that one program
0: insane Insane.
1: (laughs) when i added up the numbers you know from all my different sales offers in kajabi i was like nah and added it all up again i was like whoa (laughs) i love that so cool and now my like inbox is filled with people being like do you do mentoring do you do coaching I really want to work with you and I'm like I just don't have the capacity because I'm also starting a bricks and mortar business yeah so I'm slowly pivoting to more help people with creating an online course I've got a whole program now called digital product academy yeah. um, and then digital marketing machine and when I launched that first last year I had naturopaths, I had manifestation coaches, I had nutritionists, I had my abundance hypnotherapist, I had a hairdresser, I had like the wider health and wellness community. Yeah. So I feel like I'm finally branching out from just being the professional beauty industry skin queen, which feels so right and I'm so excited to be helping so many more people because – I felt like a niche really served me, but I felt like I also cornered myself in where I was like, I'm only, even with my name. Yeah. And I've like trademarked it. I feel like it's such a part of my identity. I do feel like it's the Oprah that I step into. Yeah. And people are like, are you still going to be skin queen? I was like, oh my gosh. Like, yes. <laughs> I want to get rid of it. Like, yeah. that's who I am. I brought you skincare today. It's like so embedded with who I am. And if somebody's like, my skin's dry, I'm still going to chirp in and tell you what moisturizer to use.
0: I love that. <laughs> but it's so powerful as well because I know so so many people like myself included that it is really scary to make a big pivot but just as I was describing to you before a little analogy that Tegan had given me you know you can get to the point in business where you may be like okay I'm gonna get the uh, sports <laughs> the references <NFL> wrong <laughs> but you might be like the quarterback like you're like the small town hero and you've done incredible incredible things but the heart's always going to yearn for something just more like mm. some people are satisfied with that, like always being that. And then maybe they go from the quarterback to the coach, you know what I mean? And they're fine with that and that's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. But then for so many people, there is always going to be this yearning for an expansion. I actually personally believe that you will burn out more not following that calling. You know, if you just try to stay and continue and to push and to just like get bigger and scale in one direction, if your heart is calling you in a different direction, like that's the point of burnout.
1: That's maybe it. it's a
0: little more work or maybe it's a little new territory that you have to explore over here. And then you go into the NFL and you're <laughs> like, NFL. you're yeah. starting from the bottom yeah, bottom of the food chain again. And it's really scary. And like you can take an income dip. You mm. can get an engagement dip. Like that's mm-hmm. one of the big things that I know in each little movement that I've pivoted through in business. Like the engagement dip is like, <laughs> yes, it does. But it does happen because there's going to be a big portion of people who are like, I liked you for was... who you were. Mm. when you were our little small town hero mm. but now you're in the big leagues now you're going for something bigger and maybe no one knows you over here and it's scary to like be like i was everything and now yeah. i feel like nothing but that's not true you're yeah. just operating in a new environment and now you've got room to grow that's you're in a bigger it. tank you know
1: oh my gosh that's so good that's such a good reminder to self though because we it's all ego Yeah, at the end of the day. It really and is. And you say that, I'm like, oh my God, have I done the right thing? <laughs> but I like love moving, growing. I love mm-hmm. doing new things. And I think that's why I got so bored in a job. Yeah, I felt like I'd reached my peak and I was nailing my job and they were giving me the promotions, the bonuses. And I was like, now what? Yeah. that's why I love business I mean you, you said it yourself you've changed so much since I've known you that's what I love mm. like I even said this to my fiance he's been working for me for six months now and he's so funny because he's like I just need to find my routine I'm like babe it's been six months find the fucking routine <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're looking at Tegan behind the yeah. camera here. <laughs> we actually have no routine though, to be honest, because we've been traveling so much yeah. so <laughs> and oh changed gosh. the entire business. So
1: But I I'm like, Well, this is he's like, Really? And I was like, Yeah, see business is like the development that you never knew that you needed mm-hmm. and When I think about myself when I was in a job, I was so complacent being the same person year after year after year. And now I've moved and changed and developed so much in such a short period of time. I've been the beginner. Then I've built built this well-known brand. I've spoken at events. I've collaborated with nearly every person in the industry. And now I am going to like the bottom being like the expert of course creation in health and wellness, which is Mm. great. But also too going into like the facial bar as well. That's not ever something that I ever really knew I wanted. Everybody was like, why don't you start your own clinic? And I was like, "Nah, couldn't be bothered. Now I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. It's going to be the best thing ever because yeah. <laughs> I've just grown and changed. And people were like, how long did you want to do that? And I was like, since January.
0: Yeah. How do you, a question for you then because I, I ask this to so many people and with so many different backgrounds and perspectives – uh, the topic of intuition like yes. is intuition something that you bring into business a lot like oh, so a question that I've honestly I think it's like my life's question is mm-hmm. how do you know personally for yourself when it comes to anything in business a business decision whether something is influence or intuition
1: yeah I think you need both yeah like I was thinking about it and you might be in agreement with me you don't actually learn like the way I operate my business now I haven't learned that just from you Mm. or I haven't learned that just from another coach or another mentor or another course. Yeah. It's not like I'm a carbon copy of you or anything. I've taken everything that I've learned from everybody and found my own way to do it. And then if somebody's like, oh, but this is how I do it. I'm like, okay, that's, that's not right for me. Yeah. That's your intuition and being strong enough to be like, I know nobody's doing this. But this feels right and I'm going to do it and that's what I've begun to do in my online courses it was so funny because my courses are now a mix of like five to ten minute videos downloads resources my templates my Trello board my air table um, anything else that I'm using and yesterday I had a student go through it and she was like hey, babe, am I missing something? There was only like two videos in here and the rest are all downloads and resources. I was like, that's it. She was like, oh, usually an online course is more. And I was like, I'm not about the hour-long videos anymore. I know everybody does it that way. And I know that that's what people kind of teach to do. I said, but when I download a course and there's 46 hours worth of videos, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm I'm overwhelmed. I don't even have kids. Like it's too much for me. I've got a TikTok brain. (laughs) (laughs) I've got to adapt. And she was like, oh, who taught you how to do that? And I was like, me, I was like, that's not what I like doing. So I'm not going to, it's not how I like to consume information. This is how I'm going to do it. And that comes with intuition. But I wouldn't have got to that unless I didn't have all this other influence from coaches, from mentors, from other people's courses that I've consumed. So it's a little bit of both. Like you learn how to do it and then you figure out a way that works for you. That's intuition. But I think with other things too, it's like, well, this is the way that I want to do it. And it's just being confident enough to say, like, this is it. And this is what I encourage everybody to do all the time. People are always looking for that magic hat, that magic code, the secret formula. Give me your strategy. I want to do exactly what you're doing. Yeah, And that's cool, but it's it might not work for you. It you, won't th- work for
0: you. Most right. likely it won't work for you because that is a strategy that's been developed for, for that them. person. Or well,
1: that person has developed for them. Yeah. Like if I was to try and do everything in business the way that you were doing it, it just wouldn't work for me. As much as I like look up to you and be like, oh my gosh, I want to be like Erin. I would be like, oh... I do not like this. I would be miserable. Yeah,
0: for sure. But I've learned
1: from you and I've taken what I have really enjoyed and I've made it my own. Yeah. That's what intuition is.
0: I love that so much. And that's one of the big conversations that I'm having a lot as I Mm. make my own pivot into like the branding side of things more. Like that is the secret to starting an original business. I call it a history making brand. You've created a history making brand. You know what I mean? And now you're just taking that to a different level. But really at the end of the day, that is the secret key. And if there's one word that I could bring it down, to it's trust
1: oh yeah you have
0: to fucking trust yourself and learn to trust yourself and learn to trust your
1: ideas totally I love that you said original content because I notice that on social media all the time who are the people that stand out the people who are doing it originally and you even said to me on Friday night I love the little videos that you and Cam did yeah He, oh gosh I'm gonna have to share with this episode with him because he's like I don't want to do it anymore (laughs) I'm like but nobody else is doing it we're being original they're so (laughs) funny though they really are funny yeah yeah. and it's because nobody else is really doing it but it's something that's always happening yeah so I think when people you know look at Celeste Barber or Inspired Unemployed all of these big people who've just grown from being original Mm -hmm. it's because not everybody else is doing it yes trends are cool yes there are ways that you should be doing content but be original and know that yeah it's going to work for you
0: you truly, truly are like carving your own way in entrepreneurship. And it's so <laughs> freaking fun to watch, honestly. I adore these conversations that we've had. And you are just so smiley and bright and I love it. <laughs> honestly, Kelly has incredible things coming up. Tell us all about it. So you've got, yes. just you do it. You do the spiel. I'll What's coming up for you? I'll do the little spiel, the
1: drum roll. <laughs> so I'm launched Digital Product Academy yep. as of today. So it's going to teach people how to create a digital product, whether it be an ebook, a course, a group coaching program, whatever it is. Love it, but it's not 46 hours worth of videos as I yeah. said it's literally my five-step process yeah and I've I followed it. this five-step process to make this online course. yeah I love <laughs> to the point yeah. just you know to like it's actually going to get your results and yeah. then I've relaunched digital marketing machine that's my love because so many people say oh I don't get any traction on Instagram babes there's more than Instagram out yeah. there <gasps> get a podcast <laughs> ding, ding. I need a bell I need a gong yeah. I need something <laughs> and people are like oh, I don't really like Instagram do I need to be- create a Facebook group yeah go on youtube go on tiktok there are so many platforms that you can use now do you ever email your database or just when you're trying to sell them something like you utilize these other platforms and i love looking at marketing quite holistically i was actually saying to somebody this morning this is how i've been able to grow a community because i might bring them in through my instagram or my lead magnet or my podcast but then i'm like hey join my facebook group listen to me on instagram like go to all the places and really build this nice Spin wheel where I'm sucking them in. That's it. Yeah. So this is what I'm really passionate about, not only helping women in the beauty industry with, but anybody who's struggling with it because I've been able to do it so well. And then opening a facial clinic. But it's not your traditional skin clinic. And the reason being is I just want to go and have a bougie-ass experience yeah. and I just struggle to find that. I feel like I'm such a hoe when it comes to getting skin treatments. I'm like, oh, maybe that's the clinic, maybe that's the clinic and I go and try them all out and if you are one of my people that I've gone and visited listening to this, apologies. <laughs> but I'm like, where's the sparkling order? Where's the experience? Yeah. Like, where's the whole deluxe? It's the little
0: things, isn't it?
1: So, this clinic is like going to be, this client experience is so beyond bougie and I was like to Ruby Lee, what do you reckon? she She's bougie queen. She lives close by. And I'm like, I need to know. She was like, do you know what would make this? You pick me up in a branded car. I'm like, okay, (laughs) give me six months. (laughs) That's that's version (laughs) 2.0. I know, but I'm like, that's the bougie. She's like, imagine like you're staying at the Langham Hotel and like a car comes and picks you up and it's all like white leather inside. And she's like, then you have to think. And I'm like, yes. But I'm going to the point with like, I'm such a nice coffee queen. Yeah. So I even want to have it that after you have a treatment, you're given a beverage menu and you can choose your iced coffee with hazelnut, vanilla, caramel syrup. And it comes in and a little Gold Starbucks flakes. cup. Yeah, and you sit at the back couch <laughs> and I've got a couch like this, a bit more um, Kim Kardashian look, and you sit down, you drink your iced coffee and you Instagram the shit out of it. And yeah. it's just a place that I want to go and have an experience, more or less. <laughs> well, it just
0: it's again that originality piece. We had Gabriella on the mm. podcast and she was talking about like create what did she say the other yeah, night? D- create the if thi- Thing that you want. That's
1: it. When she said that, I was like, okay, I'm on to a winner here. Thank goodness. I
0: love it. I love it.
1: Thank you so much. This Yay, was so much
0: fun. I want you on for episode three with you talking all about how you in designed the incredible, incredible skin <laughs> clinic and made it the most bougiest thing in the entire world. And...
1: I'll Thank you so much for having me. It's like so surreal because, as I said at the beginning, I used to watch you on YouTube years ago, being like, how do I do this? And now, like, you're one of my friends and I get to sit and in your podcast here. with you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you so much, yeah. lovely.